Hello, hello. This is Sherry from the Sherry K. Hoff Show, where we focus on living joyfully and successfully in your life and business. You can find us at SherryKHoff.com. That's S-H-E-R-I-K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com. Yoel Israel founded Wadi Digital in 2015 because he envisioned building a leading B2B tech agency based on quality relationships. He loves building long-term friendships and relationships with tech marketers in particular. He is blessed to have the opportunity to radically help businesses in real time using his love of marketing, lead generation, LinkedIn, and people. Hi, Yoel. It's so fantastic to have you here with us today. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm uh, really excited for this conversation. Yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. One of the things that I love about you is how passionate you are and knowledgeable you are about social media. And there's a lot to learn because things have really changed a lot over the years. So should we just dive right in and you know tell yeah, us what's sure. going on? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Is there a specific platform you'd like? Uh, you think we should start with? Uh, so well, we a little bit of focus, or I think. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Well, I think I think LinkedIn because I think people are a little bit mystified by that um, mm. platform still a little bit. Or if you have a favorite one, we could start with your favorite one. Well, LinkedIn is my favorite platform. Uh, okay. It's not a secret, which is might be my guess why maybe you probably alluded to it. But yeah, um, so it depends kind of what your goals are for LinkedIn. Like I personally, let's put professionalism aside. LinkedIn is become my favorite platform for a few reasons. Uh, one is that it curates like all one. You mean you got to curate your own feed, but there's no cat videos. There's no pictures of your kids and things like that. Things I don't care about. No minimal, po- no politics, maybe some policy, but no, no politics and things of that sort. So it's like all the good things, let's say I kind of like about Facebook. It's about some professional development, some productivity hacks. Um, and I follow a lot of people in my industry, which is, you know, marketing technology. So I see what's going on there. And so I find that's the best feed and the people that I want to engage with are thinking of themselves professionally career driven. And that's the kind of relationships that I like to have on social media. I find the other ones with the exception of let's say family, which I prefer to like WhatsApp or message instead privately. um, I find that those are the best conversations that I like to have. Okay. Okay. So how should people, if people have kind of, you know, a lot of people join LinkedIn because their company, you know, when it first started said, hey, you should be on here. Um, and they have LinkedIn learning and all of those kinds of things. But for business owners or people who are looking at advancing their careers or just even really making great connections, what's the best, um, uh, you know, I, I was going to say procedure, but that's really not the right word. But the best approach, I guess that's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, for people to, procedure. Yeah, approach yeah. Too. So, I mean, there's a, there's a few things to, uh, to think about. I mean, if you're really trying to look to like uh, grow your career and your opportunity and your networks and the conversation that you want to have on LinkedIn, uh, particularly professionally, or even if you're just there, let's say, to learn. 
the number one thing is that you want to ensure that the newsfeed is relevant to you. So, of course, make sure you're following the right hashtags. The other thing, if you're actually looking to push your career, a lot of people, what they don't like to do, and this is in general when it comes to social media, is we're all lurkers. Try to avoid the lurker. If there's something of value, comment. Let them know. Let people know you exist. You're saying, hi, I'm here. I like this. Thank you. Other than just clicking the like button, creating a conversation, showing that you're a human, not a bot, um, as an example, is a great opportunity way for people to see you. Additionally, like when you comment, you also people see your headline. So make sure that like your headline and your LinkedIn profile is relevant to you professionally, because that will give the gravitas of what you're talking about. So let's say if you're really into education reform, then having education reform your headline when you're commenting about education, obviously is going to give you more gravitas than let's say me who's a tech marketer. So therefore, make sure your headline matches the kind of conversations that you want and go ahead, find those conversations and connect with people um, that you find that you want to follow and you'd like to build a relationship with. Okay. So, you know, what is the best way for people to find those hashtags? Because some, Uh, you know, people are mystified by that as well. So sometimes it is just kind of find one, find the post and a person, look at the hashtags they use that's relevant that you like, click on that hashtag. So then you see other posts of those hashtags. And then within those, you'll find those people that usually put one hashtag on a, a relevant hashtag on a post. They'll consume another relevant hashtag, which is very similar a, a parallel perpendicular in a sense i know this those two ca- words counter each other but you understand what i'm saying that kind of go along with it and therefore you're able to find more hashtags and then you can s- click when you save a hashtag you can just get follow that hashtag and then on your left uh, on your navigation bar in linkedin you'll be able to see the hashtag you can easily click and see what's going on in the hashtag whenever you like so it's a great way to follow and also engage with those hashtags in particular specifically if there's something very niche within your profession okay Okay. Wow. I'm just loving this conversation. Um, Another thing that I find that comes up with a lot of my clients is, you know, when they're transitioning their business, maybe their business had one focus and they're moving to a different focus. Um, And so obviously they've been networking on LinkedIn under kind of one sort of branding idea, and maybe they're doing kind of a complete overhaul. What's the best way to get that across on LinkedIn without having people you know, kind of feeling like that whiplash moment of, hey, what this person was doing this, and now they're doing this. I don't understand. So is there an easy way for people to transition? I do not recommend doing an easy transition. I remember I recommend just making the full switch. Those people that were following you, let's say you were in finance. Okay. Um, and now you're in, I don't know, you've, you, you're in retail. Or you're, I don't know, you're in the food business. You're in the food business. So you're posting about finance. Am I talking about mortgages? Am I talking about interest rates? Am I focused about stocks? I don't know. Who knows what? Whatever people like to talk about. Um, but then it, once you switch gears, let's say to retail, then you start posting about retail. That's the kind of conversations you want to have. Those are the people you want to connect. Those are the people you want to follow. Okay. Those that like the content that you already put out, like your personality, like who you are, the overwhelmingly majority of them are connected to you, not necessarily your content per se. But it's also your content, of course. So you switching over, you switching over talking about, let's say, another industry, you should just go ahead and do it. Those people that follow you will continue to follow you. But at the end of the day, those people that are following you begin with for finance, they're probably not going to be relevant in general uh, for what you're doing. So I don't think you should think about them. You should only think about your new audience. Trying to retain an old audience that is from a different industry is going to hold you back from from reaching your objectives on LinkedIn or any other social media platform. Well, I think that's really spectacular advice. And it's kind of that... Um, advice that gives people that whoosh of relief, you know, like that feeling of, yes, I can, you know, just go and do this. And, you know, what a smart, smart suggestion. I love that. So, um, 
you also talk a lot about leadership. So let's go into that. Um, you know, what's what's the best way to get leadership connections on LinkedIn? Maybe that's not the right word, but um, there is sort of like the thought leadership genre that, um, you know, I, you can think of people, you know, the top people on LinkedIn. And so where do you see yourself in that? And how do you see yourself helping people become better leaders? Right. Okay. So first off, how to find a, the the leaders on LinkedIn. And this is obviously, I have strong opinions, so take it with a grain of salt. Anyone <laughs> that says in their headline, in their LinkedIn, I'm a thought leader, they're not a thought leader. Gen- there are exceptions. But generally speaking, right, these people are fake. Um, in a sense, they're trying to be something that they're not, and maybe they'll grow into it. Maybe they'll talk themselves into it and they'll change. That's fine. But generally speaking, those aren't the people. The people that are consistently by consistent, I mean daily, at least every business day, putting out relevant content that's providing value without asking for anything in return. Those are thought leaders. Those are real leaders in a sense, at least thought leaders. Leaders are people that have people follow them when they go ahead and do something. That's a little, that's even, that's even rare. Everyone's happy to give their opinion. Those that don't really care what people think about them giving their opinions, those are the people that post regularly. Um, that is probably maybe 2% of the social media population, in my opinion. However, who are the real leaders are those that aren't just talking, not thought leaders, but those that are doing. So those that you see that aren't just talking about XYZ, but are showing it, doing screenshots, taking pictures with other people, demonstrating how they're doing it, going out of their way to help people. When other people start to quote, I, hey, Yoel Israel said, do X, Y, Z, I did it, and it really helped you know, improve my LinkedIn profile, bring in the LinkedIn lead generation, whatever, to find my next job. Then what you end up seeing is that I'm, I'm not just leading the conversation, I'm be, it, which doesn't mean anything in of itself, if you're not actually leading, uh, you're not leading people to take decisive action that can make a positive impact on their life and their community. So find people that other people, if you don't have, let's say, Followers. I don't mean followers in the sense of social media follows, but people that actually, let's say, fans. Okay, there's a difference between followers, uh, followers, viewers, and there's a difference between fans. Those that go ahead, fan, uh, that fan, uh, that that are a fan of someone, cheer them on, and then try to kind of replicate what they're doing on their own. Those are the leaders. So you kind of got to look out for it. See the people that are engaging and commenting on their posts, other than like, hey, great job, good post, thanks, that kind of bullshit. But actually go and see how they're um, see people that are actually providing extra value um, or extra comments that are demonstrating that what this person's doing is actually moving the needle. Those are the real leaders. They're hard to find. They're very rare, and there's a lot of fakes. But okay. there's nothing wrong with following fakes per se if they yeah. are thought leaders in their own right. Thought leader does not mean real leader. Right, right. So good point. Um, but, you know, so what do you say to the people who are kind of on that journey? You know, I mean, Stephen Covey started somewhere, um, you know, and, uh, you know, he probably wasn't a thought leader when he started out. He became, you know, that kind of person. So when it comes to what people should have in that tagline in their um in their LinkedIn profile, what do you recommend? Like, you know, I'm thinking specifically of, you know, like all the coaches and consultants out there, um, you know, so that they come across as genuine and authentic without having people go, well, what does that mean? Right. So if in general, someone says, what does that mean? It's not authentic. Right. Right. So I, I think giving specific examples. So if you're in a certain niche, you would say, like, you know, let's say you're a business coach and uh, specifically for pre-seed startups, you could say helping pre-seed startups, you know, coach their way in, 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 in uh, you know, working, 
with their investors, getting VCs, getting funding, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And helping build their core team, right? Right. Coaching you to build your core team, helping you offload the responsibilities to you onto your growing team. I don't know. These kind of things, these are the pain points. Speak to the pain points of the solutions or specifically um, in your headline. Sure. But it doesn't mean anything if you're not engaging and posting, because if not, no one's going to right. if a tree falls in the forest, no one's there to hear it. No one hears you if you're not putting something out there. So you got to, at the same time, connect and engage so people come and follow you and they connect with you. And then therefore also, you know, and then put out that content so therefore you can become uh, first a thought leader and then eventually a leader in your own right. Okay. So going back to kind of a super practical thing, and I get this question all the time, you know, how much time should I spend on social media? Because obviously you're, you know, you're delegating your time to some things and then you're not doing something else. And, you know, they're at, people are need to be making money in their businesses, need to be working on their careers. So what's a good strategy for people to be impactful and advance their careers or advance their businesses with LinkedIn without having it be, you know, a complete time suck? Or, you know, a lot of people are overgivers, so they're sharing a ton of free information uh, a ton of value and then end up feeling like, you know, where, where's the, you know, where is the reaping the benefits type of thing? If you're not, if you're giving a lot and you're wondering where you're reaping the benefits, then you're not an overgiver. You're giving okay. because you're thinking about yourself. You're actually okay. you taking Good point. manipulating. Good point. Um, and this is normal. This is what I was talking yeah. about. People putting out yeah. as a yeah. thought leader, right? So therefore you're actually a manipulator. Uh, not intentionally. It doesn't make you a bad person. No, no. I, I just want to be clear. But you're I get to, what you're, you're saying. To, okay. I, yeah. want, I, want, <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm attacking them. Um, there's two different answers uh, uh, for your two different questions. You talked about one specifically career, another per business. Those are two different things. If it's a career, means you're looking for employment, then it's important that you have a headline that looks relevant. You fix up your profile. You have recommendations that you receive. Give recommendations so people know that you're also a giver. Start to comment and engage. Connect with recruiters. Connect with in-house recruiters. Apply for jobs. Message those recruiters. Looking for new work is a full-time job. That's my, what right. my mom used to say. That's number one. <laughs> if you're a business owner like me, stay the fuck away. Make your post. Put out the content. Okay? Engage. Block out 30 minutes. And then put in another 10 minutes in the afternoon to reply to comments and reply to things. That's it. You okay. cannot spend time on social media. Social media is a time suck. Social media is takes away from actual productivity. It's fake work. It's making you feel like you're doing things when you're not. The work is providing mm -hmm. value and replying to people and the connection, the networking. If you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, it's not good. Find those hashtags, follow them. Click on the hashtag, scroll through anything relevant, not move on. Don't keep scrolling. Be careful. It's dangerous. Social media is bad for your brain, bad for your mind, bad for your business, bad for your time management. It's very useful as a tool. You need to be able to, use, like any tool, it could be used for good or for bad, right? A gun can be right. used for murder, a gun can be used for self-defense, right? Or right. So there's two different things. So you need to keep of it as a tool and remember that it can go both ways. Just like, so you can use your speech for good or for bad, right? You can create mm -hmm. lies, you can do slander, or you can also use it to compliment, say good things and provide value like we're doing here on this podcast. So you want to make okay. sure that you're only using it for what's good. And keep in mind, you need to write down or tell yourself what is good. Social media. What is? What is it? Put those boundaries and put it in times. And say, well, so I do. I go on my LinkedIn with my morning cup of coffee. I finish my cup of coffee for about 20 to 30 minutes. I make my post. I move on. I'll come back. I'll reply to any engagements and maybe I'll do a little connection request. That's it. Sometimes once in a while, I want to do a little bit of extra networking, connecting, following, commenting. I'll pour some wine. You know what I mean? At night, you know what I'm kind of like done. Just want to take it easy and want to do something. That's it. Other than that, do not check your social. Do not check your socials. It is. It will get in the way for you as an entrepreneur.
Okay. Um, great advice and often, you know, conflicting with what other people say. So, so I like that. And, and LinkedIn is different than Instagram and Facebook, but also the overall thing of, you know, you can't just be on social media all the time and even have a business, you know, no, you um, because it, it, what are you actually doing then? <laughs> but it's but, fake work. People you yeah. get the dopamine. You get such fake dopamines, right? These social media mm. platforms, especially like TikTok, God forbid, and, and increasingly <laughs> Instagrams and Twitter, right? And I love Twitter, right? Twitter's my second favorite mm. platform. But what happens is it ends up like it's it's meant to hack your brain. Like that's yeah. what they do. Like, yeah. like be careful. Like you're the product. You think you're right. on there doing business? No, you're there doing Facebook's baddest business, TikTok business. Don't go on there. Yeah. It's screwing your, it literally, studies show that it actually changes your brain, how you consume them, especially Reels, uh, YouTube Shorts, and TikTok. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny, because I just had that experience. I'm pretty disciplined. But I just went down the rabbit hole last night um, on the Queen of England and the royal family. And then all of a sudden, I looked up, it was like 45 minutes later, I was like, what am I doing? Right, right. So it can happen really fast, right? Right, can you just do a podcast or two, right? Right, right. <laughs> and the thing is that you don't even – this is the irony of social media that I think people don't understand, and I know we're, we're deviating from LinkedIn, which is totally cool, is that what ends up happening is you're only being fed the opinion that you're that you're consuming, right? So as an example, Sherry, all of your opinions, and everyone listen to this, all of your opinions were assigned to you by either someone told you or the media, right? Media means social media, means uh, – God forbid, cable news, or something like that, right? <laughs> or, or, or general news, or someone else told you, right? And mm-hmm. what is real, what is not? Or more importantly, probably the biggest part is that what are you not being told, right? You don't mm-hmm. know that. And so therefore, your opinions are being assigned and programmed to you, and that's why you need to put a very hard stop and a big barrier between you and media. That's why I don't have a TV in my home, is because I don't want to let my daughters watch TV. I don't want someone else to choose what we consume. But I will pay for Netflix, and we'll manually choose to put things on, right? Things like that, and available for for my for my daughters. Yeah. So the question I always get when I say something like that is, "Well, I need to know what's going on in the world. So, what is the, you know, where should people be consuming their news, um, so that they know?" Then you must consume both. There's yeah, un- under yeah. no circumstance. You have to understand everyone has an agenda. Every person, every organization, even me on being interviewed yeah. and you interviewing me. <laughs> yes. We have an agenda, even if it's in the back of our mind and yeah. we do have passion, we're tending to do good. Yeah. At the end of the day, there is an agenda always. Right. Don't get don't get around it. So right. you want to have agendas that counter each other. Read excessively right-wing news. Read excessively left-wing news. That's the only way. There was a website, crap, I forgot what it's called. It shows you news and what percentage is covered by the left and the right. And so you know what people's reading and what's not. So it's actually kind of fascinating. Um, so you get a good balanced diet and you know yeah. how things are being covered and how you're being programmed. I'll have to find out what's called. I think it's well, that's, that's interesting because I was at a keynote once with – and the keynote, when I saw the speaker, I was like – Oh, it was like someone who believed the complete opposite of what I believed. And this was, you know, when I was, you know, 20 years ago. Right. But I thought, okay, I'm going to go in with an open mind. And right. I actually and you spoke, you saw the same thing, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. So, so what happened was I found that even though I thought this person was the exact opposite of me politically, I actually agreed with 90% of what she said. Right. And that was very eye-opening. And I was really thankful for that experience 20 years ago because it right. made me realize, you know, we all have, 
you know, some core values and things that we have in common and more than we are separated. So, Right. Us so, in the West, we more or less all want the same thing. So I mean, we just have different yeah. priorities and we might have different ways of getting there, right? We all want good. Ed- yeah. We all want our kids to have good education, but yeah. my priority, teacher unions over yeah. students. Some people yeah. might say, yeah. it should be through the government, it's through privatization. But I'm saying, yeah. let's do it all, see what works best. Yeah. So at yeah. the end of the day, like we are largely aligned. Um, yeah. And the problem is that we, we being society, we being media, we being social media with the algorithms, mm-hmm. will only highlight the divisions. Right. And that's right. the issue that we're currently having. We're highlighting the divisions, not what we have in common. And right. you were blessed with a lovely experience that probably radically shifted your life and it dramatically did. dramatically added and increased your happiness right, <laughs> in your life just by being able to, and getting that kind of perspective. If you're someone's on stage and you're squirming because they have a different political view than you, then something's wrong with you. Right. 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 Not understanding right. that someone else does and they have a right to go up there and speak. And just like right. you could be invited and you can do that, there'll be the people listening there and they should be able to sit and be able to tolerate an opinion that's different from theirs. Yeah. Um, gosh. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you for weeks and weeks. <laughs> but we have, unfortunately, we don't have weeks together. <laughs> but so, so you talked about you have a business. So you, you know, that's kind of one of your purposes of, of being, engaged on LinkedIn. So what is it that you do for people? How do you help people? Well, we specifically help technology companies, cybersecurity and AI with their marketing as an SEO or a marketing agency for B2B technology companies, uh, as uh, SEO influencer marketing, uh, particularly we have a strong niche in cybersecurity. Uh, But we also do AI, big data, uh, et cetera. So we help them uh, market and sell those things to enterprises throughout the world. Wow. Yeah. That sounds that sounds first of all very important. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's fine. You know, it's fine. We, we need security, right? <laughs> well, you don't even know, right? Like, yeah. you know <laughs> right, so. right. I don't even know how protected or unprotected I am, but even though even if I think I am, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. So by the way, so I was reading the FBI informed Twitter that a senior executive, I don't think it was executive, I don't remember what they said, not that they have was a Chinese spy. And then there was a, a Twitter whistleblower thing a month ago who said half of the company has all of the data on everybody, that there was a serious <laughs> breach and Twitter didn't care, and they were incentivized not to. And so clearly China has all the information about you, what you like, all the algorithms. When you come on, they know everything about your data, the phone you're using, everything, and they can listen through. And by the way, if you know the data that you're giving, by the way, if you have TikTok, forget it. You have no – they can literally listen. It's the worst data collection by the Chinese Communist Party. You need to be careful of these things. So these are the kind of security things that you don't even think about as an individual. But our clients are B2C or B2B where they're all – they're serving enterprises, making sure that you submit your email and password for something – Likely, which you shouldn't do, your password is probably the same for all the platforms, uh, for all the logins. So therefore, they're going to be able to log in, find car, find credit card information, download things, send this other dark web. You know, the, there's ransom. There's all kinds of crazy things that are going on. Things that you don't even know, right? right. Breaches they don't want to tell you. The companies don't want to tell you. They're working with the government, all right, and all that. So you, you're, you, you'd be surprised. I mean, we're a very digital world. We're a very well-connected world. We're a cyber world. And like the, the future wars are going to be cyber. Meaning, which is scary in a way. Why? Because you're thinking of, let's say, the Geneva Connections uh, Convention is talking about soldiers against soldiers. Cyber attacks means they try to poison your water. Means they shut off your power. Mm-hmm. Meaning you're stuck in, you know, those are the kind of things you're talking about. Meaning they hack your car and you're stuck in the highway with thousands of other cars miles away from home on a highway and you can't get home. 
and there's no and they can't bring anything to you. No one can drive any food, water, and your stuff. Right. These are the this is the this is the future. And these are the kind of things. So you think about like the security, let's say Tesla needs, which is a software company, right? They can shut off your car like this. They can reroute you wherever you want. And so just think about the cybersecurity that they need and ensure the safety of their drivers, pedestrians, everyone around them. So, you know, all you have to do is just park the car in the middle of a highway, boom, traffic jam forever. Right? One car. Yeah, one truck. Right. And so right. this is one that's just one thing, right? I ran <laughs> tried I ran tried to do here in Israel. They tried to poison my water by me. Right. Israel has excellent cybersecurity. We're able to stop it. Number two after the, after the United States. So these are the kind of things that you need to keep in mind um, is that like this is the future. This is where things are going. So it's important that you're secure and anything that you can do to help people. And I know that's way off topic, but those are the kind of things that we do to help like, people that we help our clients do for others. Well, and it's absolutely fascinating, and um, I think people need to be more aware. So thank you so much for bringing that forward. Yeah, I'm sorry for scaring the crap out of your audience. No. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's nothing we haven't seen in movies, right? It's <laughs> you know, far like... worse than what you've seen in movies. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. <laughs> thank you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad, eventually. God forbid. Like, it, you know, yeah. the, like, you know, whatever it is, like. You know, if there's going to be a war, if there's going to be a world war, God forbid that let's say America is going to be drawn into there, you can't expect cyber warfare, and it's yeah. scary. It's worrying. Well, so thank God for the cybersecurity, and yeah. uh, and let's keep investing money in that direction. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's why it's, the fastest industry is for a reason. So, um, so when people are leaving this conversation, which I'm sure we've had, all, we've talked about so many fascinating things. What is one thing that people can do to change, whether it's their leadership approach or LinkedIn? What would you, you know, or maybe it's their cybersecurity. What what do you want them to leave and do here today to make their life better or other people's lives better? Right. Okay. So there are two kinds of people. There are those that create and there are those that consume. Everyone consumes, but maybe 2% of the people create. Become a creator. Creating doesn't necessarily mean social media. It could be give. It could be create value. It could be volunteering at your church, right? These are different things that you can do. So be a creator, be a giver, be a doer. That's number one. That will actually, by definition, will start to train, will change you, your brain chemistry to become a leader. People will see it, start to follow you, and it will inspire you to do more. And suddenly the next thing you know, you turn out behind you, wow, look at that. A bunch of people are following all the good work that I'm doing. And that's true whether you're, you're in providing value on social media or in real life, you know what I mean, involved through through volunteer work or helping your neighbors or whatever it is, that makes you a leader. Um, I, I would leave people with that. And the other thing is that, um, probably kind of what you said, is that be totally open to other perspectives. I'm not right about 100% of things you aren't, and everyone listen to this. There's got to be 20% of the things you believe, I would say closer to 60 at least, that we're all wrong about. So be open that when you hear something that makes you feel uncomfortable because you strongly disagree with, like you had, let's say, politically, that be a little more humble and understand you always have more to learn and there's a lot you don't know. And by being that, you'll actually have far more uh, you'll be much happier. You have far more gratitude when you meet people that have different opinions of you as opposed to your brain, your lizard brain thinking that they're a threat. Okay. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, I just want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you, Yoel, so much for this inspiring and scary conversation, but it's something we need <laughs> to funny. hear, right? <laughs> and you guys can uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Yoel Israel. Uh, my last name is like the country, Y-O-E-L, Israel. Um, I'm with Wadi Digital, W-A-D-I Digital. Looking forward to connecting with you guys on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Thank you.